You have to have that belief that this is going to be empowering. It might sting at first. It might suck at first, but it's going to be empowering after I do it. And this is the reason I'm ready to do it now. This is the reason I want to do it now. I'm, I'm ready because of this new thing that has happened in my life. Most people are not accurate in what they think they're, what, what they're capable of. They either think they're way more capable than they really are in this moment or way less. And very rarely are they at five. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Who can I trust to ask if something is true about me or just a story I've told myself? Mm, great question. Great mm -hmm. question. So I would say we actually had, uh, when we were in Colorado, we went to this event. And in the event, one of the speakers said, I literally want you to go outside right now. And I want you to text or call somebody and say, hey, what is the, what was the question? What is the biggest thing? What is my biggest blind spot? Yep. That. And that. I thought to myself, okay, who is somebody, number one, that knows me very well? Number two, this person does not have a lot of insecurity about me succeeding. And number three, this person genuinely wants what's best for me. So I would say those, the, the, those three thoughts are really what I would check in with. Um, and I would say, try to find, and this kind of goes without saying, but it can be hard. Try to find somebody with wisdom, somebody who has some life experience who can, who can kind of say, yeah, it seems like you're, you're telling yourself a story there and here's why. That's what I would say. Yeah. That's a, an un, unreasonably good answer. Hey, thanks. It's fire. I was thinking that same story as a matter of fact, and Kevin and I were told like, you can't use each other. So <laughs> like get over in the other room Jeff? and like, call you. Kevin. Hey, Jeff. hey, what are it's your me. thoughts? Um, and I, I would say it, it has to be someone who has your best interests at heart, regardless of themselves. And I, and, and yeah, to second what Kevin said about the wisdom thing, wisdom is knowledge plus experience, I believe. So try to pick someone who has a lot of self-awareness and a lot of experience with understanding human, human behavior and psychology and neuroscience and, and try to pick someone who you think has the awareness to actually give you some deeper blind spots rather than like, just remember if you take your car to a, a master mechanic, they're going to be able to tell you more about your car than someone who doesn't know anything about cars. So just remember that. Yeah. If you bring it to the NLU garage, you're mm -mm. not going to get your car back at all. Nope. We're not even going to be able to look at it. Cause I don't even know what to do. So nope. I have a headlight out. I have to change it. Don't know how. So it's a Subaru thing. I'm telling you. <laughs> YouTube it. I got to YouTube it. How do you deal with being uncomfortable when you're sitting in vulnerability when asking yourself why? Mm. Practice. Uh, oh Go my God! This is my, I, did I take it? Yeah, my Q and A. My Q and A. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's right. Sure. Q and A. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you have to practice. I remember at the beginning of this, Kevin and I were doing one episode a week, and we would contemplate a lot, right? And we'd be cooked, for sure. Like right now. Like right now, and. 
we eventually were able to do two, then three, then four, then we jumped to five and then seven. And we're still stretched, but there's no way if we went from one to seven, we would have been able to do that. It's the same thing with discomfort, I believe. You have to you have to ask yourself why and get to a place where it's beyond your comfort zone and then sort of go take R&R and then do it again. Uh, here's a good tangible, relatable story. I was on the phone with a client recently and um, anonymously, privately here, we got in all kinds of tears. It was very deep. The deepest call, the deepest coaching call I've ever had in my entire life. And Emilia noticed my energy after it. And she's like, are you okay? And I just said, like, I've, you know, I've never experienced that level of depth with a client before in terms of the trauma she's faced. And and afterwards, I, like, needed a nap. I needed to go and, like, I ate some food and I took a nap. And then I was ready for my tail end of my, my next session or uh, my afternoon. And I think it's the same thing. I think the discomfort you got to practice getting uncomfortable, asking the tough questions, contemplating, and then you got to go past your breaking point a little bit. Maybe not your breaking point. You got to go past your comfort zone, and then you got to rest and recover, just like the gym. And then you got to you got to go deeper next time. Uh, yeah, I would agree with all that. I think uh, the the last question I would ask is, will it be worth it? You have to believe it will be worth it in order for you to do it, because you're gonna, with a new awareness, you can make a better decision next time. And I think that. To Alan's point, it, getting a lot of awareness at one time is very, very, very challenging. Um, so, yeah, I would say ask and then and then rest and then ask and then rest and then make sure that you do believe it will be worth it in the long run. You have to have that belief that this is going to be empowering. It might sting at first. It might suck at first, but it's going to be empowering after I do it. And this is the reason I'm ready to do it now. This is the reason I want to do it now. I'm, I'm ready because of this new thing that has happened in my life. Kev, how did you know it would be worth it? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I always did. I don't know if I always did know it would be worth it. I think that I had a, I had a genuine belief that for most of my life I had lived unconsciously and if I could start living with actual awareness, I would have the capability to change my life. I really believe that. I really believe that. And I think the the deeper part too, and this hopefully will be valuable for everybody, but I stopped I stopped allowing the new awarenesses to dictate my self-worth. That was a very big thing for me. That was a very big thing. Like if the why came back, oh, because I was afraid in that moment, I don't I didn't make myself bad for saying I was afraid in that moment. Like, okay, that's the truth. Let me just do better next time. That's what I would say. Growth mindset, yeah. Growth mindset. Carol Dweck. Book club. NLU. <laughs> nice. How can you tell if the story you're telling yourself is something ingrained or genetic, like the hot sauce enjoyment, or if it's something you can grow into? Oh, wow. What a good question. Uh, uh, <laughs> that feels impossible. <laughs> To know the difference, right? It really is challenging. I genuinely don't know what part of that is genetic and what part is changeable. Could I change my mindset about whether or not I like spicy food? Could could my taste buds evolve? Yeah, of course. But at the same time, no. So uh, I'll, I'll answer with this. 
Scott Fitzgerald said the, and I read this in Algorithms to Live By recently, it was a quote of Scott Fitzgerald, said someone who can hold two seemingly opposing ideas in their consciousness simultaneously and still function is, is a really brilliant mind. And so I would say that my entire life is, and I think all of our lives is a duality. So to answer the, the question, what if it's both simultaneously? What if it's genetic and unchangeable while simultaneously a changeable thing? And just understand that if any part of it is changeable, you have to lean into that because otherwise it won't change. Um, no matter how hard Kevin thinks about it, I don't think he's going to get taller. Uh, how dare you? But uh, Sorry, brother. No, but, but I also don't want him to say, oh, okay, I can never get more confident or or I shouldn't play basketball ever because I'm short, like that kind of thing. So so there is some truth to genetic limitations, but you can't let that truth negatively impact what you can change, and it's very difficult to know the nuances between the two. I hope I answered the original question. That was a tough one. It's a tough question. It's a tough question. I think that you got to look in your past, I would say. Ask yourself why. If it's ingrained, hopefully you can get down to the surface level and figure out like, okay, is this something that has been conditioned into me? That's what I would say. I would say ask why. Um, let me just look here. Yeah, that's that would be my answer. It's To Alan's point, it's very challenging. It's very challenging. And more often than not, it's going to take a lot of messy action and you're going to be wrong a lot of the time. But I would say ask yourself why and then see where that leads you. So like to Alan's point, I don't know that hot sauce asking yourself why is really going to get that far. It's like, well, it's spicy and I don't enjoy my food. Okay, cool. You know, like maybe that's what it is. Or I remember when I was younger, I ate too much of something and I felt bad for a week. It's like, all right, well, maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe that's ingrained through past conditioning. So I would just ask yourself why and continue asking yourself why to got to go out. super fast on this uh, real quick. Yeah, sure, sure. The spicy food thing, my mother and sister both strongly, strongly, strongly dislike spicy food. Now, I think part of that is probably genetic. And my stepfather liked spicy food and we never did. So that's partially genetic. And then the other part is, well, we never had spicy food, so I never got used to it. Because my mom and sister did a lot of the cooking. My mom, mostly. So it's always, it's very difficult. That's my answer is it's very difficult to know the difference. Just don't let not knowing the difference hold you back from trying. That's what I did. I tried to like spicy food over and over again. And eventually I realized this is a disempowering belief to believe that I'm going to change this because I'm not going to. So yeah, look at your past. I mean, I think 30 years is probably good for me to realize that this is not going to change. Um, But again, who knows? You can pass it on over to me. I like spicy food. Oh yeah. You can have my orange chicken. Thank you. Hey guys, I wanted to jump on here and give a little bit of my experience about um, group coaching. So mine's been, I guess, a little bit different because I can't just say about group coaching without bringing in the whole because it's been a really immersive experience for me. Um, so I, I was just listening to a podcast that was talking about the ripple effect and it's just so amazing how that just one little decision can just make such a huge pack, huge impact in your life. Um, and listening to the podcast was that for me, just that, just getting that sent to me and actually listening to it and it just kept having the ripple effect. I've, um, not only the podcast, I, you know, I threw myself into book club, um, trying to make the monthly meetups, you know, Facebook, 
it's the whole experience for me. And um, one reason that's kind of held me back before and just really throwing myself into it is that I kind of would get ostracized from the people that I was close to. And so I was kind of hesitant to just be like super into it because I, you know, I don't want to be lonely. So this group has just really helped with that because I not only can just get on Facebook every day and see what's being posted and kind of comment and be a part, I have group coaching that was just, I'm learning stuff, I'm applying the habits, and I have other people that's doing the same exact thing that's struggling, you know. One of the biggest things that I think I gained from group coaching is when I went through that month of being so sick and just knowing how I would have dealt with that a year ago versus my mindset now, um, going through it and I wasn't able to do all of the habits, but I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as I could. And I just couldn't wait until I felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. And that knowledge, like that experience, that understanding meant more to me than getting 100% in the habits. And it's just so much growth. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I am so appreciative to have the group to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate all that y'all do. How can we ask these questions to our partners without overwhelming them? Oh man. Um, I think you got to preface it. I think it's one of those things that you have to say, Hey, it depends, right? It depends on the context of the context of the conversation, but bring it up as an exercise and just say, Hey, I think this is something that might help. Uh, it can be a little overwhelming. It can be challenging, but I heard in a book, I heard on a podcast, I heard from Alan and Kev that if you ask yourself why you can get to the root of something, or, uh, if you ask yourself, am I doing this for myself or someone else? That's what I would say. Just give it a good amount of context. That way your partner knows it's from a place of being constructive and it's with their best thoughts or with their best interests in hand and in mind. Tough one there. Shout out to Prepo Toplitsky. We interviewed him. He's a relationship expert. He has a podcast. Uh, I don't know the name of it. It's called, I believe it's Relationships. Let's talk about it, I believe is his yeah. podcast. Okay, that one. He shout out to Prepo. Prepo, Emilia listened to Prepo early on. We had him on our show. And he had this exercise of a timer. He said, grab a timer with your partner and set the timer for five minutes and and just ask questions and, and verbally process and express yourself. I think that when you set it up like that, it feels less like an attack. But you have to actually, to Kevin's point, you have to actually say, and Emilia does an awesome job at this because sometimes I'll get defensive about certain things, like something about my past or whatever. Um, and she'll say, I know that you've been attacked in the past about these things, but I'm not, a, I'm actually curious. I'm just genuinely curious. I'm not trying to prove anything or whatever. One thing in particular, I'll share this. I think that there were a lot of people in my past that didn't believe in what I said I would try to achieve. And a lot of times she's curious to learn how we've run and grown our business. And I still think she's asking to try to like ask why I'm doing what I'm doing. When in reality, she wants to actually know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Whereas in the past, it was like, why are you doing that? Why are you traveling everywhere? Why are you podcasting? Why are you starting a podcast? Why would you quit a job making that much money? That kind of stuff. Because there's a why from an attacky place of like, why would you ever do that? 
versus like, no, I'm genuinely curious so that I can learn from it. And I'm used to this one. Uh, so I would say you do what she does, which is preface it with, I'm not attacking you. I'm genuinely just trying to learn you and trying to learn. Um, and I think that would be really valuable. And then also the timer thing. I mean, we do relationship talks with couples all over the world and it's really a game changer. One of, one of the couples, they do what's called a heart share. And I think that was Prepo's thing where they just set the timer and express and they ask each other questions. And it's really, really important. Last one, Aim. Lightning round for Jeff and Jeff. Lightning round, sir. <laughs> Hot route. Hot route. What is the most common story you hear clients tell themselves that's holding them back? Oh, man. The, what'd you say? I said, oh, man. Go ahead. Uh, that they can achieve their dreams without eliminating. Um, this is what it is. Let me get centered here. The clients tell themselves a story that I told myself that I do not have to say goodbye to certain relationships in order to achieve my dreams. And it's false. You have to. I I, oh, I had that limiting belief for so many years. Go, uh, go ahead, Kevin. That was just an epic pause. I thought you were done. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm just, that's a big one for me. I used to believe that I could achieve all of my goals and dreams and and have the impact in the world that we want to have and still have all those relationships, that was absolutely limiting and not true. It was not accurate thinking. And uh, most of my clients still have that. They still believe that they don't have to say goodbye to past relationships. And I think underneath it, they just don't want to say goodbye. And it's understandable. I didn't want to either. I would say the story I hear most often is one of two. Uh, the person is way better than they think. So the story they're telling themselves is I'm not good enough when in fact they are, or I am more than good enough when and intrinsically it's not about that, but it's in terms of capabilities, right? There's been people who it's like, well, I'm good enough to be on stage and make millions of dollars. And it's like, I mean this with all the love in the world. You're not, you haven't spoken on stages. You haven't done as many podcast episodes, whatever it is. And also on the other end, there's people who say, I'm not good enough to start a show. Nobody would ever listen to me. And it's like, no, you're definitely good enough to start a show. So that's what I would say. I would say the story is I'm not good enough or I'm better than I actually think I am. Boom. Another one done. Go ahead, Alan. You have something? Uh, that question, it uh, the limiting belief is always inaccurate thinking. The story that you've told yourself about yourself or the story you've told yourself, it represents something that's not accurate. That's like, like imagine if I said, I'm going to, I'm going to jump out a window and not get hurt. And it's three, four, five stories up. It, it's just inaccurate. If I do, I'm going to break my legs, you know, gravity. And so I think that that's where I want to end on this is these questions. The purpose of it is to have more accurate thinking. And, and we all, in a weird way, we all simultaneously have some accurate thinking and some inaccurate thinking. And the question is, how do I identify the inaccurate thinking and then get a little bit more accurate? You know, gravity is 9.8 meters per second squared. And I don't care what your opinion is. It's, it's still that based on the science of it. And so that's the last thing I'll say is, is the story we tell ourselves versus the truth. When we say truth, what I mean is proven time and time and time and time again. And truth is evolving. That's what makes it so difficult, right? Because at one point the earth was flat. At one point we put leeches on us to heal ourselves. At one point we, you know, didn't believe that cars were possible or planes or or spaceships. So it, it, truth is evolving, but 
it, the science, it, it, you just have to have data and, um, the story you tell yourself just represents inaccurate thinking. So I, I think that your answer was really good, Kev, because most people are not accurate in what they think they're, what, what they're capable of. They either think they're way more capable than they really are in this moment or way less. And very rarely are they at five. And that's why we talk about drive to five all the time. So I just want to say that. It's usually less too from what, I mean, from at least in our community, I know one of the biggest things that um, the through lines of our community is self-worth, lack of self-worth, lack of self-belief, low self-esteem, because that's what Alan and I had, at least the self-worth part. Okay. If one of your goals, if you were to ask yourself, what would have to happen for this to be the best year possible? or the best year ever, if one of your goals there would be to be the most consistent, on-point, aligned version of yourself, to meet other awesome people, and to get a lot of stuff done, we have our seventh round of group coaching starting July 12th. Uh, we have done six groups. This is going to be the best one ever because we have failed all the other times in small ways, and we're making sure that those become lessons and improvements in the future. We have a workbook. It's just a lot of amazing stuff. So if you're interested, please join us. Alan and myself, bi-weekly calls, behind the scenes, totally private. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a business owner. If you're a dream chaser, you are more than welcome. Also, you are invited to our monthly meetup on July 7th, How to Become the Healthiest Version of Yourself, Health, Wealth, and Love. We're going to go all in on fitness on this one. And we're going to help you become a healthier version of yourself. Kevin and I are both on the 10-pound challenge. Kevin's a little bit ahead of me right now. Mm -hmm. um, but by August 1st, we will be uh, at a healthier version of ourselves than we normally are. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, there's a lot that goes into this. And as someone who studied fitness for a very, very long time and who used to live very unhealthy, and now I feel like my health is, is definitely a priority and I understand the fundamentals of it. And so does Kev. He's been working out since he was 16 years old. So uh, it's going to be really powerful and we don't talk enough about health and fitness. So we're pumped. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.